Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. This is Joe Martin. I'm pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, Washington, and uh, this is a midweek cabin talk, first one in July. You know, in Sunday services, we've been going through the Gospel of Luke verse by verse. We're in Luke 15. We've been talking about lostness. And um, this uh, Sunday, we have um, a speaker, Danny Stoops, who's going to be talking about uh, his experience in India and dealing with that, his work there as an IMB a missionary. And I'm going to, I'm also going to speak too. Um, he's just going to share a little bit and, and share testimony about what's going on there. But we're talking about this issue of lostness and how Jesus uses that word, not in a, uh, in a, like a, as your enemy, but as somebody who is, who is um, lost. They're, they, they're, they're going in the wrong direction. But how does one get lost? You know, if we think about our own experience, there's some basic ways that we, um, that we get lost. Sometimes we get bad directions. You know, we pull into that, that place, and I've been known to do this. I hate to have to go get directions, but when I get them, and then the guy says, he gives you like seven, a bunch of different steps, and you know, maybe too much information and you just kind of like pretty soon you're going, okay. And you get back in the rig and you're like, I have no idea what that said. Sometimes people actually just give you, they think they're giving you good directions, but they're really like Jesus said, the blind leading the blind. The other reason, um, uh, number one cause for people in both in, in wilderness situations is people are distracted distraction you're not paying attention to where you're going you're maybe you're looking for something else or maybe you're out mushroom hunting or you're or you're huckleberry picking and you just kind of go from here to here you're not really paying attention to the landscape and the landmarks and then you get turned around and that is a big problem that happens with people um another uh another reason is deception Sometimes we're just, people have deceived us. They've sent us down the wrong, uh, the wrong path. It's intentional, deceitful schemers. Uh, there are people maybe for their own, um, they, for their own purposes and agendas, they deceive us. Um, but what about, how does that apply to being lost to God? Jesus talks about people who are outside of the kingdom who are not walking in the way that uh, on the way of of Christ well being lost to God also uh, can be happen through bad directions you know think of all the messages in the world right now super confusing um, uh, radical individualism that you know everything is really about you and this is especially true in uh, the West and Western Europe and North America, um, 
it's all about you. It's uh, you're what matters, your personal fulfillment and actualization. This leads to kind of this kind of therapeutic deism where people, you know, believe in God, but God really exists just to make you happy and, and to uh, meet your emotional needs. That's the primary purpose. Um, emotional idealism that people um, kind of have this, the, the, they're getting this, these messages, you know, from, from the culture, from, uh, you know, the, these expectations that we have, kind of utopianism, uh, religious kind of mingling uh, that is going on where people kind of have this idea that it really doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe it really sincerely. But, you know, the Bible is really clear on this, that all roads don't lead to the top of the mountain. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of roads that take you to, the, to places that you are, are not, you do not want to go. Jesus was the one that said in the, toward the end of his great Sermon on the Mount, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And, many, and there are many who enter through it. This idea, a lot of us know that there are, somebody said there, there, there are so many ways to live your life, so many ideas, but they don't bring about God's way of, of really bringing about our best, the life in all its fullness. It leads to destruction. It seems really good. It's broad. It's an, it seems like it seems right. He says the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. In other words, this is, it requires you to um, not get distracted. This requires um, you to, uh, to pay attention to where you're going, to not be distracted like we were talking about. That, and there are, distraction is really the second big reason why People get lost. Uh, we get distracted from the truth or even believing in truth. Distracted from what really matters. Uh, you know, in the 80s, Neil Postman talked about amusing Americans or amusing themselves to death. And this was all before the 24-hour news cycle and Netflix and Hulu and Prime and Facebook and whatever other social media that you might be indulging we're distracted, you know. People can't keep their hands off their phones. Uh, the phone has been set up, and, and phones are great. They do provide uh, a lot of uh, convenience and help and mobility, but uh, they're designed to keep you distracted by them. Alerts and everything going off. Um, you know, distraction will cause you to lose your way. It is uh, people are sinking their lives, their real lives, into virtual lives. Uh, there are other things that can distract us. Materialism. Um, we live in an era where people have more money in our culture, less meaning. People have more autonomy, and yet they have less family connection. People are have more tribalism, but they have less community. Uh, people have more contacts, less friends. And people have more religion in some ways, not necessarily in the traditional sense. They call it, you know, they're spiritual. They have more 
spirituality, but less God. You know, uh, Jesus said in the parable of the sower, and others are the ones whose seed was sown among the thorns. And these are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, and then the other thing, the desire for other things, whether it's fulfillment or whatever, enter in and choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful. You know, the word, of course, is the gospel that Jesus came to bring, the good news that he is a solution. And he even says to those who, who have professed him, he says, how then shall we escape if we, pay, if we pay no attention to such a great salvation? The Lord himself first announced his salvation. And those who heard him proved to us that it was true. How are we going to escape if we drift away? But then there's also another um, reason that we get people are lost. There is deception, the devil. This is a real thing. You know, a lot of people in our era, even people in church, even theologians, they just don't really believe in personal evil. They don't believe in the Satan. Um, they they don't really believe that he there is this active personal evil that it intends to... Um, blind you to your uh, relationship with, uh, to your need for a relationship with God. Um, they don't believe it. Um, you know, Paul said this, he said um, in, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God? He's talking about the reality that the devil tries to keep people as blinded through these other things, through um, distraction, through this, you know, these, these, you know, the reality of these things going on in our lives, this bad directions, distraction, deception. He's the deceiver, right? That's one of his names. He's the adversary. And he blinds people. He gets them, he uses all of those, all of his efforts to distract, to defeat you and make you feel like, I may as well just give up, I can't do it, or I could never be good enough. To discourage you so that you, you, um, you just, um, cycle down into just the absolute bare minimum to get you disgusted and get your focus on other people, religious, maybe people you go to church with or your parents or your grandparents who disappointed you, which everybody does. But the Bible says, beware of this. We need to remember you can get completely turned around. Finally, Ephesians 6.10 says, finally build up your strength in union with the Lord by means of his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, the new NASB says. This translation says, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the devil's evil tricks. For we are not fighting against human beings, but against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world, the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers in the dark age. So put on God's armor now. Then... When the evil day comes, you will be able to resist the enemy's attacks. And after fighting to the end, you will still hold your ground. 
having done everything to stand. You know, the devil has lots of helpers, and not all of them are demons. There are many people who will lead us off, lead you off, keep you off, get you off on some side path, some side path into a dead end, some mental thicket, some conspiratorial mindset, some place that leads you out onto the edge of a cliff where there's no way up or down. So what are you to do for yourself and those that you love? What are you going to do? Well, you have to, you know, I just want to say this as we get into summer. You need to get with it. Some some of you uh, that are listening to this and some of those that you know, you're just not really, you're not engaged. You have forgotten that you have an adversary, that you have an enemy, you have, that you're easily prone to distraction. And if you are distracted as a child of God, if you are being, um, being led off by the enemy, um, what's going to happen to the people around us that God has uniquely placed us with to share the gospel message and to stay on message? What's going to happen? You have to get back with it. And not at the end of the summer, but right now. You know, 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you. I don't know what your gift is, but you got one. Which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterances and the laying on of hands by the Presbyterian. In this case, he's talking about that tradition and that particular church uh, experience. Take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. You're supposed to be living your life in a way that other people can really see it. Take pains. That means holy ardor or good ardor. That means you're working at it. Be absorbed in these things so that people can see it. So that they, that word evident means that it's placarded about. Pay attention. Look at what verse 16 says of 1 Timothy 4.16. Pay close attention to yourself. And to your, to your teaching. Preserve in these things. Stay at it. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation for yourself and those who hear you. You know, pay attention to your own walk with God. Your own times of silence and quiet and your own practice of your faith. But also pay attention to the truth of God. The reality of God that is defined for us in his word. And persevere, you're going to have resistance. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation. This word salvation means the the whole package. The word salvation literally means healing, deliverance. This includes, um, uh, this is the idea of sanctification being transformed, both for yourself and those who hear you. You know, there are people that will not get there God wants to use you without your input. You see, your life matters. And you say, well, it doesn't feel like it. It matters to somebody. Your prayers matter. Your, 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 your life lived out, your testimony matters. And they are following, whether you realize it or not, on some level, your path. So pay attention. This Sunday, obviously, we have our, our 8 o'clock service. And Danny uh, Stoops from India will be sharing and um, also, um, I will be sharing about this idea of lostness and, and about our family and, and uh, those things that we can do. And then breakfast class will be on community, and uh, that's at 930. 
You can bring your kids and go to that. And then uh, this Sunday, uh, also 11 a.m. service. Uh, and there'll be a baptism in the river again after that, um, as I understand it. So um, I just want to encourage you to pay attention and not to drift off because there are people who are lost. And if you are confused and distracted, you can't lead them in the direction they need to go. You can't take them where you're not going. And I also want to thank you so much. I I want to encourage you to share this, but I also want to um, uh, thank you so much for your generosity. I want to challenge you, you know, as we go into summer, we have lots of kids. We have kids camp coming up in a few weeks. I really want to ask you to look to the opportunity to give in a special way. You can give, you can go to our website and just click giving or you can send it if you want or you can bring it. But maybe an extra gift, maybe you have, um, you know, uh, a significant amount that you could give or maybe you've been planning on giving for a while and you just haven't. But um, it's really important that we do that. And also, if you want to give a little extra out of your ties and your gifts, you want to give to make sure kids go to camp, you can just say, well, I want this to go to the camp reserve fund. That would be really helpful, too. I do want to thank you for your amazing generosity. And I just want to tell you that this is a time for us to pay attention because there's a lot going on and God wants to use us in an amazing way. So thank you for watching. God bless you.